0: You are now listening to The Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Be part of the change, we are happy to announce the Griot Heroes Awards are returning in 2024. Nominate your heroes so we can celebrate people who are making a real impact. Nominations open on January 8th. Visit thegrio.com/ slash heroes today. Have you ever been watching a Black movie or a TV show and all of a sudden you say to yourself, oh man, a white person did that. Well, that's why I want to welcome you to the Griot Daily, the only podcast that'll tell you about the top 10 ways to recognize when a black movie ain't really black. I'm world famous white peopleologist Michael Harriet and this is the Griot Daily. Oftentimes we are watching a TV show or a movie with black characters and we assume that a black person did it, but a lot of times it's not true. There'll be a white writer or a white director. And so, well, I I thought I'd give you some clues, uh, some symptoms to let you know how to tell a white movie from a black movie, uh, even if you don't have the IMD page in front of you or if you can't Google the director or the writer. Let's go through this list you'll see what I'm talking about as soon as we begin so these are in no particular order but first a graveside funeral y'all know what I'm talking about like when you're watching a movie and everybody's gathered around the graveside because the character died and they got black umbrellas and they're standing beside the graveside and somebody's preaching or sometimes you know they'll have black people singing a whole choir singing on the graveside in a cemetery and y'all know why people did this because because black people don't be having no graveside funerals we have the funeral at the church and then you know we'll go to the grave and put the person in the ground and then we go to for a repast with some some pound cake, some good icing on it some thighs the fried chicken is always thighs and legs and some macaroni and cheese and some green beans. That's that's the classic repast plate. But but white people don't know this. Now to be fair, I don't know if if white people actually have graveside funerals. I, I, it's just something I saw on TV. So it might be just a whole television, uh, you know, creation. But I know black people don't do that. You know, we don't be having no funerals outside, right? We got to have some place where your aunt can land when she faint, So uh you know if you see this on a movie you know a white person did it and one other way you can tell about a a white people depicting a black funeral or black church service in general is that all the choir members have robes y'all know we don't be just breaking out the good robes on any random sunday or for a regular person's funeral especially when they got shot by the criminal robes are for special occasions like pastor's anniversaries and easters stuff like that you know you don't just be breaking out all the the robes for any kind of purpose okay the second one and i know you've seen this white people have no idea what black women do with their hair and when they find these fictional black women who frolic in pools take showers and sleep without bonnets or shower caps y'all know that don't happen like you can't just be diving in the pool. Now, even if you have natural hair, that chlorine going to do something to your follicles. So you don't just be jumping in the pool with no wave cap on. You know, that salt water in the ocean does something to your hair. You can't just be doing that. you got to have some kind of a, a barrier between that water and your hair, or you're going to spend a long time in the bathroom. But if a white person wrote or uh, directed the movie, like, remember when Holly Berry was in, was one of the uh, Bond women and she just emerged from the pool and her hair was all straight? Man, do y'all know how long it must have taken for them to recreate that scene? But that never happens in real life. Or when they have a black nightclub, and all the black people are on the floor dancing like nobody's just two-stepping. They got their hands in the air. They they waving them like they just don't care. You know, they heard that on the song. And they just going off like somebody is doing the running man in the corner. And they'll never be dancing on the beat. Like, why do they do this? Like, nobody is at the bar getting a drink. Nobody is trying to holler at a woman in her ear. Everybody at the black club when white people direct the movie is dancing like we two-step see white people go to bars i think that's why white people go to bars white people um hang out at uh lounges and smoke cigars i don't know what white people be doing really because i'll be going to those places but that's what i assume so they don't know what goes on at the black club like they don't have sections in their club um on the movies where you get bottle service and them girls be coming around with those sparklers none of that happens in the white movies but It happens in real life and that's how you know a white person did the movie. Oh, or the number four, right? Does it not bother y'all when the main character is at a restaurant and then something happens or they get a phone call and they gotta leave right away and the hero always plops down some cash and just walks out? Y'all know how dangerous that is? Nah, bruh. We don't just like plop down the money on the counter and leave we gotta count down count our money we got to make sure that the waitress enters it into the cash register we got to leave with a receipt because i don't want the police walking up to me and saying remember that meal you forgot to pay for in 2004 nah 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 i'm gonna need a receipt i save all my receipts in a folder on my computer called i didn't steal them french fries so yeah that's something that white white people can probably do that they could just probably just plop down some cash because i don't know how do they know how much the whole meal costs right without the waitress bringing them their bill no they just run out of the restaurant plop down some cash i don't even keep that much cash on me how about this one why do black movie gangsters always talk to the cops in gangster ebonics you all know what i'm talking about the cops will stop you while you driving in a in a white movie that features black person and they still be using their black voice. not they don't even switch to their white voice like they don't even code switch in white movies but do white people know what code switching is apparently not so they just have us talking on any kind of way to the cops see that's how you get shot but they don't know that speaking of which you can't just show up at a black character's house and knock on the door. Like that's number five, right? You can't just knock on somebody you don't know house and say, May I come in and talk to you about the unsolved crime? But the police in white movies do this all the time. First of all, no. Second of all, the chances of somebody answering the door when white people knock is 50 50 at best. And trust me, we can tell when white people be knocking at the door because y'all knock sounds different. Number seven, the movies perpetuate this idea that black characters won't talk to the cops because they're afraid that the gangsters will retaliate you know the no snitching rule that white people believe in but the reason that black people don't snitch is because they're afraid of the cops not the gangsters we don't want to be talking to no cops like that because you know what first thing you can do-, do is give the cops some information and the next thing you know they'll have you in jail on trumped up charges nah bruh like it's not that I'm against snitching. If something don't have anything to do with me, bruh, y'all, y'all not gonna get me to tell on myself. And, and when the cops talking to you, you always the number one suspect, trust me. Number eight, you ever notice how the smarter, talented black kid in the movies always gets involved with the wrong crowd, cause you know, the gangsters or the people on the corner put peer pressure on them? See, that's the thing that white people believe. But in poor black neighborhoods in reality, the kid with the chance of getting out is usually protected by the neighborhood. If you're smart or if you're good at basketball, they're not gonna let you get in trouble. Nah, they want you to get out of that neighborhood. They wanna see you succeed. But white people believe that, you know, that all black people are crabs in a barrel. That's not in real life. If you talk to any smart or talented black person, they'll tell you how somebody told their mama on them when they saw them hanging out at night in the wrong place or doing something that they weren't supposed to that's just you know a figment of white imagination number nine i've seen white characters put on lipstick hair gel perfume and even brush their teeth but why don't you ever see a black person apply lotion or or better yet why come you never see a black person apply lotion because why come is a legitimate uh interrogation uh clause in black literature how are the black people so shiny they never ask you but we never see them put on lotion they just get out of the shower and go eat breakfast and go go straight to work. No lotion in that thumb meat. You know that, that, that little bit of meat between the thumb and the forefinger. We don't even put that on. That's not real life, yo. But the number 10th one is the one that annoys me the most. But this is my biggest pet peeve in the entertainment industry. If you haven't noticed this, I bet you once I tell you, you'll never be able to not see it again. In most movies, there's one subtle trope that's almost exclusively used by white directors. In the establishing shot, that's the shot where they show you like where the action is taking place. There's a subtle indicator that informs the audience that you are now in a black neighborhood. Seriously, like whenever something's happening in a black neighborhood, you hear rap music playing in the background. You hear people standing on the corner. There's always a auto mechanic shop and a liquor store and people standing outside. Sometimes they'd be around a, a trash can burning stuff, warming themselves up. That's how you know you in a black neighborhood. But there's always going to be some rap music playing in the background. You know, like, like when the teacher from the underprivileged school goes to visit the parents of the gifted student and tell them that little Johnny can go to college if he just applies himself right first of all the gangsters gonna be harassing the white teacher as soon as she walks to the door which never happens because you know white people don't be messing with black people in the neighborhood like that because you know they might be the police but apparently there's always a little undercurrent of black music thumping in the background and that's how you know you're in a black movie directed by a white person. And that's also how you know that you gotta download that Grio app. You gotta listen to this podcast. You gotta tell a friend about it. And most of all, you gotta realize that we always leave you with a black saying. And today's black saying is, throw your hands in the air and wave them like white people are there. We'll see you next time on The Griot Daily. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review, download The Griot app, subscribe to the show, and share it with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at thegrio.com.